you have your Bibles tonight, the book of Ephesians, chapter number two, a very powerful chapter. I just want to read one verse out of the book of Ephesians, chapter number two tonight, uh, to begin the thought that God has laid on my heart. Ephesians chapter number two this evening. I want to look in the 12th verse tonight, Ephesians chapter two and verse number 12. That at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. What a verse. Talking about when I was a sinner, I was dead in trespasses and in sins, but God was rich in mercy, and by his great love, he loved me, and by grace, I've been saved through faith. And that not of myself, it was the gift of God. Twice in verse number 12, we see a word, just one word. It is the word without. Twice we see it. That at that time, you were without Christ. As a sinner, I was without Christ. The end of the verse, I was without God in the world. I was in a perilous position. Tonight I want to preach on this thought, God being our helper. Things we cannot be without. Things we cannot do without. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for the word of God. I pray tonight, Father, you would be our helper. I pray, God, you would cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, fill me with your spirit. Lord, I need you to speak to hearts tonight through me. God, I need your help to do it. Lord, I'm just little. There's nothing good about me but you. And I pray tonight, God, you'd be pleased to speak to your people and give them encouragement. And with this, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. The word without means to be apart from. It means to be separated. It means to be outside of something. It means to be destitute. And maybe that tonight there are things that you think that you cannot do without. Maybe you think tonight that you can't do without money. Maybe you think tonight you can't do without a home. Maybe tonight you think you can't do without a car. You can't do without people in your life. Maybe, maybe there's been times that you were uh, packing for a trip and uh, you were going on an airline and you couldn't take 18 bags like you normally do in your car. You had to pack very, very tightly. And there were some things that you had to leave back home. There were some things that you had to do without. I, I begin to think about my grandparents um, on my mother's side. I can remember going over to their house and there was no plumbing in the house. And I grew up like that, going to their house with no plumbing in the house. Think tonight, can you do without plumbing? Oh, yes, you can do without plumbing. Those That'd be a hardship, but we can make it without it. I can remember uh, seeing the wires that they'd run on the the inside of the walls because they added electricity before my time. But for years, they'd done without electricity. They'd done without HVAC systems and air conditioners and done without running water and, and, and toilets inside the house. And, and I want to say this. Some of you, uh, you think, well, Pritchard Aaron, what would I do without a TV? What would I do without my social media account? You'd probably do a lot better. Uh, a, a man is rich not by what he owns but by what he can do without. You'd be amazed tonight at what you could do without. But there are some things that you cannot do without. And if you're going to have salvation, 
If you're going to have joy, there are things you can't do without. I want to build off that word tonight, without. When I turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 9, number 1, Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 22, we see that word without again. Look with me in Hebrews 9, 22. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission. Hey, tonight there's power in the blood of Jesus to forgive our sins. And there's no way that sin can be forgiven without the shedding of Jesus' blood. No other blood would do. It had to be the blood of the innocent one. And Jesus is the only innocent one that ever lived or breathed. When I begin to think about we cannot be without forgiveness. If you want to go to heaven tonight, you're going to have to be forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. Without shedding of blood, there is no remission of our sins. Amen? I thought about this verse then, this without shedding of blood. And I go back to the book of Leviticus chapter 17. Leviticus chapter 17. Preacher, too many verses. Oh, we've just not covered half of them. Leviticus chapter 17 and verse number 11. I could quote this, but I want you to see tonight Leviticus 17 verse 11 in your Bible. If it's not underlined, underscore it tonight. Leviticus 17, 11. We're talking about the shedding of blood. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Think about that verse for a second. Every one of us tonight are related by the blood of Adam. You could maybe uh, get cut or be in an accident and, and they rush you to the hospital and you have to have a blood transfusion. Uh, it would have to be the right type of blood that your blood types match, but it wouldn't matter what race you are. And where you're in need tonight, amen, there should be no difference of races whatsoever. The Bible says in Acts 17, 6, that God hath made one blood of all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth. So tonight, we relate to one another through the blood, through Adam's blood, who sinned and transgressed against God. We are all related tonight by blood in that we are sinners. And when Adam sinned and we all fell in that, God shed the blood of an innocent animal that he may cover the nakedness of Adam and of Eve. Amen. So to cover our sin, blood must be shed. When Cain and Abel came, they had to come to worship God by the blood. Amen. When uh, Israel was down there in Egypt's bondage, and God said tonight, you put the blood on the doorpost and the lintel. And when I see the blood, he didn't say when I see your get out of jail free card. He didn't say when I see your Bible. He didn't say when I see your credentials or your degrees. He said when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Without the shedding of blood, you're not getting out of Egypt. Without the shedding of blood, you're not going to be able to worship the Lord God Almighty. The Bible says in Acts chapter 13 and verse number 38, through him is preached the forgiveness of sins. What did John the Baptist say? Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. That Lamb 
has to shed his blood for us to have salvation. The Bible says in Ephesians 1.7, listen to this, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Colossians 1.14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Tonight I want to say there's still power in the blood to forgive every sinner tonight, amen. We saw this morning souls being saved. You know how they got saved? By the blood of Jesus Christ, they have had their sins forgiven. Tonight, you and I, you'll not get into heaven without the blood. I don't care about your relation, who you're related to. I don't care how you, if you're faithful to church and you've not missed a service in 35 years, you're not getting in unless you have been through the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, thank God tonight you get in by the blood. 1 Peter 1.18 For you are redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So tonight, youngins, if you want to go to heaven, you cannot be without the blood or you're not getting in. May I ask you a question tonight? Do you know Jesus is it a matter of the blood of Jesus Christ? Not that you know about him, but his blood has been shed to cover your sin and forgive you that you might be saved. Thank God for that tonight, amen. Now again, we're going back to the book of Hebrews and we're going to look at the second point tonight, something else that we should not be without. Not only should we be with, we can't be without forgiveness by the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ, but in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, we see in verse number 6, there's another without that occurs in Hebrews eleven six, The Bible says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So Christ has done his part shedding his blood. If you're going to be saved, you've got to do your part. You've got to come by faith calling upon the Lord Jesus Christ. First of all, you can't be without forgiveness by the shedding of the blood. Second of all, you cannot tonight be without faith. Amen. Let's talk about it. What is faith? Faith is believing and receiving what God has already revealed. Did you know that tonight faith is the only way you can approach God? There is no other way for you to approach God than by faith. Read it again, Hebrews eleven six. For he that cometh to God, you want to come to God, you must believe that he is. If you want to come to God, you must have faith. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, have faith in God. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. In order to be born again, you must have faith. Listen, you cannot do one thing to earn your way into heaven. If I had to do works to earn my way into heaven, I would not go for a second. It is not based on anything that you or I could ever do. It is based on what Jesus has already done by the shedding of the blood, by his burial, by his resurrection. That's how we get in, through the work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In order to be born again, you must have faith. We said tonight in Hebrews chapter 2, For by grace are you saved through 
faith. Amen? Honest, if my salvation depended on 1% of what I do, honey, we're in trouble tonight. Amen? It depends on the work of God. Preacher Darren, what are you supposed to have faith in? Faith in what? Faith in faith? No. Faith in the church? No. Faith in the preacher? No. Faith in Jesus Christ. Faith in Jesus as God's only Son. John 5, 23 says that all men should honor the Son even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. Let me say that again. If you say tonight that you serve God but you don't serve Jesus, you're a liar. Because if you're going to honor the God the Father, you must honor God the Son. That's the way you honor God the Father. Amen? The Bible says in Acts 16, 31, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Amen. Very clear tonight who we're to have our faith in. Hey, I want to say this. I also have faith in the Scripture. The Bible says uh, that, that uh, uh, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. Oh, praise God for that. Now, let's move on again. Thirdly, we're still in the book of Hebrews. Go to chapter number 12. Look at verse number 14. Here's another without statement tonight. Hebrews 12, 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Woo, what a verse. So thirdly, you must be following holiness. You must have forgiveness through the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ. You must have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you must, have, be, you must be following holiness. Preacher, I don't understand. The word holy scares people. I heard our superintendent get up and, and talk one morning about the holiness of God and, and how that's, that's reverence and awe for the holiness of God. But here's the thing. Not just reverence and awe for the holiness of God. He's holy because there is nobody else holy. Only God. He's set apart by himself. He's not just holy, honey. He's holy, holy, holy. He is Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Praise God tonight. He is holy. Preacher Dan, how can I follow holiness? Well, listen, with, listen to me tonight. You have a Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. That Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And when you got saved, God the Holy Ghost came to live inside of you. We were dead in trespassing sin, amen. I feel preaching stirring. We were dead in trespassing sin, amen. But He's quickened us. He's made us to be alive when we placed our faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of the blood of Jesus Christ. He saved us and He forgave our sins, amen. And the Holy Ghost moved inside us, amen. We have a Holy Bible that we can read and that we can study, amen. And we've got a Holy Savior. You know what He told them? He told the disciples, come and follow me. We're supposed to follow holiness. I can't be holy, but he is holy within me. Whew, that gets deep, amen, right there. Praise God for it. The Bible says, be ye followers of God. Hey, 1 Peter 1.16 says, be ye holy, for I am holy. Amen. Praise God for it tonight. So we need to be following holiness. Fourthly, and I'll be done, and I want to I spend some time here in the book of John chapter number 15, the book of John, chapter number 15, there's a, a fourth one. I've got five, but I'm just going to preach four. There's a fourth one tonight I want us to see in John chapter 15 and verse number five. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Amen. There's some things we cannot do without. We cannot be without the shedding of the blood for the forgiveness of our sins. We cannot be without faith. We, can, we cannot be without following holiness in this wicked world in which we live. And fourthly, we cannot be without fellowship with Jesus Christ. I begin to think about this. So many people, they try to do things on their own. Uh, tonight, one way you know you're backslid is if you're trying to do things on your own. If you're trying to work it out, if you're trying to solve it, if you're trying to fix it, it might be you that's in trouble. Here, here's, what, here's what I've learned. If it begins with we or if it begins with me, it's nothing. Amen? But without Jesus, amen, I am absolutely nothing. If, if Jesus is in it, then it ought to be everything. Now, John chapter 15 is about bearing fruit. Bearing fruit. I'm not just talking about some people, they think that they bear fruit by seeing souls saved. Hey, that's great. But, but that's winning souls. That's, that's, that's seeing uh, souls get born in the kingdom of God. That's great. But in fruit bearing, the Bible says, that, the Bible tells us about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, you know, so on and so forth. So are you, do you have love? Do you have joy? Do you have peace? Do you have goodness? Do you have temperance? Do you have meekness? Do, do you have gentleness? Do, do you have these things in your life? Now, begin to think about John chapter 15 and the night God first spoke to me about preaching it was these verses and he said in verse 1 he said I'm the true vine and my father is the husbandman every branch so you and I are a branch that comes out of that vine he's the true vine that has the root amen and every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away did you see that if you are in Christ, read it again, every branch in me. So if you're in Christ and you're not bearing fruit, he's going to take it away. He's going to put another branch in your place that will bear fruit. It's not that you can't bear fruit, it's that you won't bear fruit. First of all, the Lord will try to cause you to bear fruit. How does he do that, preacher Darren? He may, spit, he may put you through the pruning cycle. Have you ever been there, amen? He says, every branch that beareth fruit. So tonight, if you do have love, joy, peace, so on. If you are bearing fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. So there's fruit, amen. You have a little basket, Oh, here, Lord, here's my basket. I've got fruit. What he does is he prunes you and he gives you a bigger basket that you can bear forth more fruit. So there's fruit and then there's more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except... It abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. You will not bear fruit off on your own outside of Christ. 
You will be unsuccessful in anything you try to venture into without the Lord Jesus Christ. Many times the disciples would go off fishing. They'd come back and Jesus said, Children, have you any meat? Have you any meat? No, we fished all night. We fished all night. We have taken nothing. If it begins with we, if it begins with me, nothing. He looks at him and says, cast the net on the right side. So we just told you we fished all night and taken nothing. Nevertheless, Lord, at your word, we will cast a net. And they cast it on the right side. And they could not even haul it back in because there were so many fish that were caught up inside that net. What about that? Amen. I am the vine. You are the branches. Verse 5. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. And without me, you cannot afford to be tonight without fellowship with Christ. I go to the hospitals and visit people and talk to people that's got troubles. And oftentimes I wonder, what do people do that don't have Jesus Christ? How, how are people that have a disease? I, I, I think about Ashley and Curtis and little Ezekiel up there at the hospital. That's been waking me up in the night for, for well over a week every single night. Uh, praying for them oftentimes during the day. How do they make it except they have Jesus? How do people make it through storms and trials and hardships unless they have Jesus Christ? Amen. The Bible says in verse 6, If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. So, so there's fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. Tonight, you cannot do anything without Christ. Now, there was a man who came to a tent meeting and um, he got saved. When the meeting was over, he told those two preachers, he said that he had caused bad trouble in his marriage. and It took him hitting the bottom to realize his mistakes and he got saved and some people probably would think that's even questionable. But the two men said, we'd like to witness to your wife. And so they went uh, to where she worked. I don't, I don't recommend this. I don't like to do it. But they went to where she worked at the parking lot and waited on her. And when she got there, they started sharing with her the love of Christ. And she was just about ready to make a decision. And the big burly boss man come walking through and said, you two boys are not welcome here. You should not be on the parking lot and the premises. And maybe they shouldn't. And they said, looked at him and said, and you and you take your Jesus and get out of here. So one of the preachers said, did you really mean it when you said that? And we agree that maybe we made a bad decision in trying to talk to her here. Maybe we should have talked to her at her house, but we knew that she would be here at a certain time and she gets here early. We thought we'd talk to her. But did you really mean it when you said that Jesus, you have no use for him, that Jesus should just get out of here? He said, you men is, are not welcome here and your Jesus 
is not welcome here either. He said, this is my store, my employees. Jesus is not welcome here. You and him, you can get out. Within the week, a freak accident, a power surge, and it burnt their store down to the ground. Lost everything. I wonder if he thought, just a week ago, I had my store. Just a week ago, I had money. Just a week ago, I had everything I needed. And I said, Jesus, get out of here. And now I've lost it all. America, you need Jesus. Church, we need Jesus. I'd love to hear you sing. But I don't want to hear you sing without Jesus in it. Love to be here for the services of this church. But one thing I love about it is, it's about Jesus. I've been to a lot of places, it's not been about Jesus. And I've just as soon been at the house and took a nap, amen. I'm just telling you, it's got to be about Jesus or we're going to be in trouble. And I'm going to leave you with this and I'm done. Did you know tonight you're not going to get a prayer through without Jesus? Whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you think you could do it on your own, then you will be on your own. And you're going to find out something. You cannot do it without Him. I just report to you tonight, church, that there's some things we cannot do without. I'll ask you to stand to your feet tonight. Maybe there's somebody here. You take the time to come to the altar and say, Lord, I don't want to do it without you. I've tried it, Lord. It's not worked. Lord, I've got prayer requests. I've got needs. I've got burdens. And Lord, I just want to hit this altar and confess to you. You've saved me. I've come by faith. I'm trying, Lord, to follow you. But tonight, God, without you, without Jesus in my life, I'm in a mess. Maybe you'd come tonight. God bless y'all. God bless you. God bless you. Folks still coming. I want Jesus. That's what I need. Anybody else? You need to come. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, tonight, how we confess to you, Lord, we need you. We need you every hour, every minute, every second. Lord, we wouldn't be saved without you and the shedding of your blood. Lord, we wouldn't have faith because what faith we have, you gave it to us. Out of the book of Galatians, I see that truth. Tonight, God, as I bow here, without you and holiness, I would have no joy. I'd have no salvation. And Lord, tonight, I'd be of men most miserable. Without you, Lord, what would I do? Father, tonight I want you. I need you. Father, we have prayer requests on our prayer list, one of which we mentioned tonight. God, would you touch that young man? Would you touch his parents and his little family? God, show them tonight a token of how much in control you are over this situation. Lord, I pray for others, God. Lord, where they're alive. Seems like they're in shambles. 
But tonight, God, if they've got Jesus, Lord, they don't need anything else. You are all we need. You, you're our entrance into heaven. You are our salvation. You are our joy. You are the answer to our prayer. You are our everything. Father, thank you tonight for your son Jesus and his precious sacrifice. Lord, we love you. Help us now, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.